Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know, Master John, Lord Bala, Johnny Hotcakes. Yay, <laughs> <Hey>, me! <laughs> oh. Wow. Wasn't that exciting? Uh, it is exciting. It's it always was. exciting when they get to hear me. That's entirely true. He's right. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. So, anywho. No, somebody's got to build me up. This <laughs> <laughs> will be myself. Yes. Yes. It has to be you. You have to have. You have to be confident. That's that's the secret. So today, <laughs> I'm going to skip over this shit with you. Today, I was looking at our Spotify, and on Spotify, you can actually look at the transcript itself from the stupid shit that comes out of our mouths. Oh, they transcribe it for us. They transcribe it now. Great. So that people who, you know, want to just read our dialogue, why? I have no idea. But, you know, that's an option. So there's a written record of the stupid shit we say Exactly. That's not good. And I thought, (laughs) you know, I woke up this morning and it's 5 a.m. and I'm like, yeah, I need a good laugh. Let's see the stupid shit that came out of John's mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, Mia. Oh, oh, Mia, you're so stupid. Okay. (laughs) I did say that. (laughs) No, I was thinking about that about myself. Oh, I did say that. Mia, you're fucking dumb. Right? Okay. I did. It came out of my mouth. Okay, so this is our first um, episode back um, since I've been back from Europe. Yeah, did we even tell me you were going to Europe? I, you know, I mentioned it. I think, you know, I put it in there a couple different times. Yeah, so you're gone for you a know, while. Yeah. There was a guy who found me on the podcast, and he had reached out to me on Fat Life. And, um, you know, we'll give a shout out to Peter. Peter, you really disappointed me. Peter, Peter Pumpkin Eater. Or, you know, pickle eater. Pickle eater. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> but anywho, so, you know, I started off, we we didn't uh, we didn't go to London just yet, but we went to Amsterdam. We flew into Amsterdam. Right. We stopped in London on our way back. Um, but Amsterdam is fucking amazing. And, you know, I've told you. I said, I'm going to save this story for the podcast so you, you haven't heard it yourself. Right. You get a blind react. From yeah. So and we, we see how stupid this story is. Yeah. We haven't seen each other in two weeks, you know. And I come back and, you know, our, our microphone's all dusty and looks sad. And, you know, I'm like, man, I missed the podcast with John. Man. <laughs> Oh. But, <laughs> that's gonna be on the pot. That's gonna be on the transcript. I have a record. It, it is. I miss John. <laughs> oh. I love my bestie. Oh. Um, but anywho, you can't take it back now. <laughs> I have a written record. I don't record. do that, John. I have a written record. <laughs> but um, you know, I wish that you and your beloved had been with me. Don't say shit like that. She's going to take that out on me. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm glad. Um, But I wish you all had been there. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah, that moved great. Right? And the Griswolds, you know. Rob and Freya. Yeah. You know. All my buds. Right? Yes. We would have fucked up Europe. Oh, you would have fucked it. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Bareback in it. Right? (laughs) Take this, you fucking country. Well, let me tell you, what's amazing to me is I love the Dutch. 
They're an amazing people. Um, I met a lot of like native uh, Hollanders from Holland. Did you eat Hollandaise sauce while you were there? Um, I did not. <laughs> But I got some special sauce. I bet you did. <laughs> um, but I will say that, you know, we started off, we stayed at a great hotel. And at some point in our journey, you know, between having amazing cheese, amazing chocolate, Tony Chocolione's Sweet Jesus. It's like, that is the chocolate of the gods. I'm just saying, it's amazing. But the energy of the people, you know... Most of our listeners are from the U.S. And I want to say the U.S. needs to work on their manners. They need to be kinder because the fucking people who live in Amsterdam, they're the nicest fucking people. They're so nice. The local people. I got hit on just at random at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning at a cafe. And I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I have no makeup on and I'm still getting hit on. I love it. Um, and you know, I guess they like, you know, um, chubby, chubby American women. I don't know because (laughs) there's not some chubby, uh, chubby women in walking around Amsterdam, but you know, they bike everywhere. The bikes are parked all over the fucking place. And if they don't have a bike, they get these little itty bitty tiny looking like uh, golf cart slash cars. You can either have a one person and it's on, you know, the, uh, the chassis of a bicycle or a double seater. <laughs> and because there's no fucking place to park. There's just not. So if you're not riding the train or you're not riding a bike, you know, you're walking or getting dropped off by Uber. And a lot of times Uber can't go down all these alleys and streets, especially in the plaza. And the plaza, you know, it's cobblestone streets. It's beautiful. It's clean. Uh, people just all day, and you know, it's it's the number one tourist place in Europe. And you just clearly know why. Because it's amazing. Right. You know? And the prostitutes. And there's prostitutes in the daytime. <laughs> And the night. It's 24-7. And, you it's know, like going to Nevada, but better. But better. <laughs> you know, these bitches are lined up on the street. And the street is, you know, maybe 15, 20 feet wide, if that. And so it's kind of narrow. And, you know, people don't want to look, you know, especially a lot of, like, the vacationers. They don't really want to look, look. But I'm because like. Because they're with their wives. Yeah. yeah. Or there's a group of guys and the guys are like, I'm not going to pay for it. No, I'm not going to pay. Oh. And deep, meanwhile, they're thinking, yeah, I'm going to sneak out at night. I'm going to see if she's working. I'm going to fuck her later. Um, but 50 to $100 euros uh, for a half hour. Like, boom. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. But these women are beautiful. Um you know, if they're just, and the men, holy shit, like everybody smells good. Like, it, they, I don't. They bathe? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, get, when we go to New Orleans. When you get Americans to learn how to bathe. Think, 
about it. Yeah, when you go to New Orleans, you think about it. You know, we're sweating balls there in the summer. And you yep. walk around, and there's people, and there's some stank-ass people. They're, and they're just packed in there. They're packed. And, you know, a lot of them smoke, a lot of them drink, whatever. But, you know, you're smelling weed. You know, you're smelling beer. You're not smelling sewage. You're not smelling BO. It's so nice. Right. It's amazing. But, anywho... So we stay at this this hotel. I love it. It's the Quentin Zoo Hotel. It was um, it was built by a um, by a Dutch uh, designer, um, and I guess it was specifically for women and children. And it had uh, you know school you know on the property and it's just it's a beautiful hotel it's it's neat it's so neat the architecture is incredible it's cool but super great people anyway so we're getting situated we've been there a few nights and you know at this point we decided we're going to stay an extra night because this guy peter had contacted me and he's like hey there's this new dungeon you you want to bring your husband and meet me there And I'm like, sure. And I said, well, you know, it's first thing in the morning. We're going to run some errands and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so we start off our journey. We're going down the fucking red light district again while we, uh, (laughs) while we snack on some, um, uh, not the struffle waffles, but the uh, frickandels, which is the fried sausage and chips, which is the French fries and just walking about and having a good old time going down the red light district. And then all of a sudden this place that we have seen online is called Damask and it is specific latex fetish store and everything's custom. It's beautiful. You know, we walk in and they send us downstairs to go look at a lot of the men's clothing down there. And I noticed they had this this prison gate door, and it was open, and there was two chairs in there. So I thought, oh, you know, we can go in there and sit while my husband tries some stuff on. So we go in, and I'm sitting there, and one of the owners, she comes down, uh, and she is this beautiful redhead, sexy, you know. She's like, hello, uh, can I help you? You're in my office. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't see a sign. The door was open, you know. And she's like, oh, no, there's a sign, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. But, you know, she offers us a beverage, and she tells us she's going to help us. So I told her that, you know, I wanted to get my little slave boy in a a one-piece cat suit. Well, he's broad shoulders, and then he has a slender build. And so... Things just don't always fit the way they should, but you know she's making adjustments and everything, and so we tried on a couple different things, and I, I think we finally decided we're going to do pants and a shirt, latex. And so with all this happening, she's like, you know what? He needs some assless chaps, and she's being really flirty, and she's like, you know, I don't know your role with him, and I'm like, well, I'm his wife and his tom, 
And she says, oh, and he's your little gimp boy, huh? And I said, exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know? So she's like, you mind if I smack his ass? I'm like, no, but go ahead, smack his ass, you know? And we're having the best time. This is, you know, a two, three-hour little venture. We're just, we're drinking sparkling water, which that's everywhere. Everybody drinks sparkling water. Because it's the best. It's the best, right? right? And... Um, so he's trying on outfits and finally we decide on one and then he's like I want to get a gas mask and we see this one over there so he gets a gas mask and I'm like fuck yeah so we go through all this and we check out and I'm like can you believe we have been here it's finally you know we've we've looked at Damask online for years and finally we're here and we spend the afternoon downstairs you know getting to try on all this stuff. It's awesome. So we get back to the hotel and we're just having the best time. We really are just, everything's perfect. Everything's been going great. And God, again, the cheese and the chocolate, how can you go wrong? (laughs) So (laughs) Peter's contacting me and he's like, Hey, you know, we kind of, we can meet. And, and I said, well, listen, we're running late you know, instead of this time, we'll be there at this time. And, you know, I guess he got impatient. He's like, well, I'm already here. You know, I guess he didn't want to sit around and wait. Or he didn't think I was going to show up. But by the time we showed up, which was an hour and a half, two hours later, I told him, I said, we made the transition to a different hotel. You're going to have to wait. So we walk into this dungeon. And this dungeon is like... Reminds me of Chinese restaurant. It's it's red. It's got the skinny Buddha statue. And I'm like, this is not BDSM. This is fucking Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and, you know, it's advertised on FET as we have a buffet. And I'm like, all I smell is fucking Chinese food. You know, and you think when you go into a dungeon and I'm not dissing on these people like the owner, he was super nice. You go in, you pay and you get a wristband with the attached key for your locker and he gives you a towel. And, um, you know, we went in and of course it's co-ed. And my slave boy is very modest. Like, he doesn't want to take his clothes off in front of anybody. And I'm like, fucking take your clothes off. (laughs) But but I have to lube him up (laughs) to put the clothes on. So, and he's got ashless chaps on, which therefore he has to take off his underwear. He'd blushed all through the afternoon with the clothing designer. And then he's doing it at this dungeon. And I'm like, we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Get fucking undressed. Okay. (laughs) So we get all this done and we put the gas mask on. And he can't see very well in this gas mask because it's steaming up. But I put his collar and leash on. And for some reason, he's walking ahead of me and he's like, you know, he looks at me like, aren't you supposed to be, you know, leading me? And I was like, you fucking bitch, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know, it's a narrow hallway. (laughs) Like, where are we going? (laughs) I don't know the fucking layout. 
So anyway, so we go in from the locker room and the locker room is like opened and then it has another locker room upstairs and it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a, uh, like a steam room, uh, like a sauna. yeah, almost like, um, what do you call those creepy things? This, the spas, the, the, the bathhouses, the bathhouse. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I thought I was in was a fucking gay bathhouse upstairs. Because it doesn't help that all these single men... Now, men, here's here's a big tip right here. Oh, God. Even in Europe, it's bad. Even in Europe, it's fucking bad. So, I'm wearing PVC. I'm wearing a bustier. Of course, you know, I'm showing a little titty, but I'm not showing nipples. I don't do that. But I have this red cape on. I stick out. Plus, I'm a lot younger than a lot of the people there, or I look younger. Um, but a lot of people there were 45 and older. There were some people in their 30s, but most of them, again, you know, a lot of them didn't have fetish gear on, or if they did, it, they just, they weren't wearing it. So a lot of these single guys that were there, they had on just black underwear. But the thing that, that annoys me with a lot of men is they're walking around in groups of, you know, three to six single guys in black underwear rubbing their little dicks over their, under their boxers, staring at people. So, you know, everybody's usually pretty fluid English over there. And I look at this one guy and he's like inches within my tits. I said, back the fuck off, little dude, you know? <laughs> like... Do you see me? <laughs> he's a little dude. Little dude. Because he's like eye level of my tits. Wow. And he's like looking at my tits and rubbing his little dick over his shorts. And I was like, this is so gross. It's gross. Like, you know, I've seen at our parties. <laughs> right. I've seen it at our parties. Right. So... I'm going and we talk to shit about it. We do. So, guys, if you're coming to parties or you're going to fucking local dungeons, don't stand there by yourself or with a group of men. Rubbing your dick. Rubbing your you little dick. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. And it's like not even full chub. It's like not even. It's just like little dee 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 dee. And they're fingering it with their two little fingers. I'm like. Oh, God. So that was really, at the very beginning, it was totally off-putting. The rest <laughs> of the time... I can see when you said that was dinky. Down yes! Down on the chair. Yes! With his little dinky dick. With his little dinky. Um, <laughs> dinky would be proud, but... I know. Right? I know. But everybody was just like... They stared. And, you know, I was I was walking him around on you his collar and leash. That's what I was doing. fresh mate, Yeah. I get it. I really do. Now you know how it feels. It's now just, I know how it feels. It's not. And I've been freshman before. I didn't know it until I got there. I was like, all these gay guys are there touching me and trying to hold my hand. I'm like, what the fuck? You just feel dirty. You feel dirty. <laughs> you can't wash that off. You can't. You can't. God. But you know, the place, it had big upholstered beds that were specifically like for group sex right that nobody was in you know they had some BDSM furniture in different places which was cool um they had Chinese food 
they had fucking Chinese buffet over in the fucking corner. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to sit here. It was a splashing fucking... party. It was a Chinese splashing. It was not splashing, John. Nobody was playing in the food. <laughs> Nobody's calling in the noodles. Uh, no. Oh. No. And it was just, it was odd. But little fucking Peter, he ends up calling the place to see if I showed up. Right? And because I stick out so much, out of all these fucking people that are there, the owner comes up to me and says, uh, are you Mr. Smia? And I'm like, uh, yes, how can I help you? And he's like, uh, Peter's on the phone. Are you supposed to meet him? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Peter was supposed to be here. I don't see him. And I've never met this man. I don't know what the fuck he looks like. Right. He says, oh, he left. I don't think he's coming back, though. And I was like, that little fucking cocksucker. Right? Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, I didn't bring any of my shit, you know, I wanted to stick to carry-ons because it's ridiculous to bring a bunch of fucking luggage, you know, especially for well, walking. Time you took all that shit, they searched your bag. They did, and it fu- falls out in the fucking airport, and it has to be in fucking Connecticut of all places. Oh god! Yeah, it was crazy, but. <laughs> Anywho, so fucking Peter is still messaging me on FetLife. And it's like, I'm not carrying my phone around this dungeon because I don't want people thinking that I'm, you know, taking pictures. Right. And I don't know all their rules, but he didn't say anything about hiding my phone. But needless to say, I messaged Peter and I'm like, look, I'm here you're not here. I've waited for you for 45 minutes. He says, well, I waited for you for two hours. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I said, well, you know, I was the one doing the scene for him. I I had said, look, I'll double team you and my little gimp. And I'll I'll do it both. I can tie you both up. I can do scenes between both of you together at the same time without the two of you engaging. You know, I mean, I could really set a presence. I've done it before. It'd be fun. But that little motherfucker. So the owner comes back and he's, yeah, he's not coming. He's like, but you dodged a bullet. He was fucking weird. He's a weird little bitch. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry, Peter. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) But he still messages me. And I'm like, look, I stayed an extra night in Amsterdam. You know, I postponed my trip to Poland, you know, and it just happened the way it did. And I couldn't stay any longer that night because I thought almost like, you know, we're going to stay in this hotel. I love this hotel. And, um, you know, it just it happened that way. But so my husband and I would go back to the hotel that night. Right. So this is where it gets a little raunchy, John. I don't want to have to look at you and tell you the story. Okay. Okay. But anyway. We start, because, you know, I'm very creative, especially when I don't have my rope and my chains and my other tools. So, you know. You just rub the curtains off the walls and use those to choke them with. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what I'm. I've got such a good gimp boy. No, I got such a good gimp boy, you'd be proud of me. So... (laughs) He told me earlier. He's going to love this episode. Yes, yes. He told me earlier that day, he's like, Mistress, we don't have any shoes. We don't have our shoes to match our 
our outfits. See, I had gotten a pair of shoes, but I'm like, uh, I didn't like the leather look with the the PVC I had on. So I'm like, okay. He's like, don't worry. I'll go and get us shoes. So that morning he went, when I got checked in at the hotel, he went to a department store and bought us shoes, you know? So he comes back. And the shoes fit perfect. And it was great. It matched perfect with my outfit. His was perfect with his. We looked sensational. We did. We looked great. But the funny thing of it is, we get back to the hotel. And I said, you know, I'm going to reward you. You've been such a good slave boy. You've been so good. You know. So... (laughs) (laughs) He was just happy with himself. Of course. So, of course, I thought, now what am I going to use to tie him up with? Well... We have a bunch of plastic bags <laughs> that we're not going to break. So, you know, I broke out a little pair of scissors, do do do, knotted them together. They were perfect. They were so tight that I fucking tied him up in a fucking, um, what do you call it? Um, God, my mind's in a blank. Square knot? No, no, <laughs> not the tie itself. <laughs> oh, I hog tied him. Fuck. Yeah, I hogtied him. So he really could not move. It was, you know, hands to feet on his stomach. Like, he couldn't move. So, you know, I tortured him, and I found things in the room to fucking hit him with. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick the TV up and smack him with it. Oh, of course. (laughs) So we're doing all this shit. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you go because I want you to go do something for me. And he's like, oh, you know, this was a thing because we said, if we go to Amsterdam, we're going to buy a sex toy there because we're not going to bring our bag of toys with us because we didn't want to have the same thing happen to us like they did before at TSA. So he's like, you want me to go buy you a sex toy, don't you? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I said, but I'm going to let you fuck me for a minute. So... (laughs) So he's fucking me for a minute, and I was like, okay, we're going to stop. I said, go get your clothes on and go down to the red light district. There's there's back-to-back little sex stores. I said, go get a badass massager and a really nice dildo. And he's like, okay. So my husband can run very, very fast. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he could have gone to the Olympics with how fast he can run, he right? Excited, right? He was, so he was trying to hurry. He, exactly. So, <laughs> so he leaves, and he's trying to get acclimated, like where he is, you know. So he's looking on his map. So he'd stop and he'd look on Google Maps, and all of a sudden, this guy comes out of the alleyway, and he's like, "Sir, sir, hey." You want some cocaine? He says, you'll run faster. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 no cocaine, no thanks. (laughs) Don't do that kind of drug. Thank you. (laughs) So, so then, (laughs) so then he hauls ass 
and somebody else stops him. He's like, he's looking at his Google Maps again. Another guy comes out of an alleyway and says, hey, American, you, you. I'm like, how the fuck could they tell you're American? Because he's running. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so he's like, got some cocaine <laughs> You run faster. <laughs> That's how the news American because they've seen other Americans running. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Make them run faster. So, needless to say, he passed from the cocaine. <laughs> he goes and gets these toys at the sex store. And the guy, <laughs> you know, he... Mm, my husband's he's a pretty boy at times like he's adorable and so the guy there is thinking that he's buying a dildo for him and his boyfriend and my husband says no 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 uh it's for my wife you know and i said oh he probably knew i was gonna fuck you with that dildo (laughs) he's like i didn't tell him i swear So anyway, he comes back, and on his way back, he sees this bakery. (laughs) And the bakery's there. They put on display, you know, 24-7, these beautiful desserts. I mean, they've got candy bars on the danishes. I mean, they're just, it's like sugar overload. It's, they're beautiful. So he stops and picks me up. He's like, he calls me, and he's like, hey, Jimmy, get you. You want to get you some something sweet? And I'm like, oh my God, you're fucking incredible. You know, you run down the street. And the, again, it's like a, it's, it would be 30 minutes walking from where we were. But he runs, you know, 10, 15 minutes to get to the sex shop to get a sex toys. And now he's thinking, oh, you know, my mistress needs a fucking dessert. <laughs> So here he's running back. He's trying to butter you up. Yes. So he stops at this place. And the fucking dildo falls out of the motherfucking bag in front of the bakery. In front of people. And so he picks up the dildo. He stuffs it back in the bag. And... My God. I said, wasn't it in a box? He's like, well, the guy let me open it up because I went in there and I said to the guy, it says, do not touch, but I want to touch to see if it feels real. And the guy says, oh, you could take it out of the box. Go ahead. He's like, but I didn't close the box back. He said, so with all the running and jolting, it just fell out of the box. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know. So he gets the dessert. He's got the dildo and the vibrator massager. He comes back and we proceed. (laughs) But he thought the dildo was for me. You know, he's thinking that. I just made the joke about, you know, him, me sodomizing him with it, you know, as a joke. Ha ha ha. But he didn't know. So anyway, so we came back. I retied him up and hogtied him. Fucked the fuck out of him with that dildo. <laughs> and we had the best night, the best time. And, you know, and then the desserts. You know, we, we stop in the middle of all this. And we're having a fucking bite of dessert. Like, it was amazing. It was such a great time. 
Wow. You know? And meanwhile, I said to him, you could have gotten cocaine. <laughs> you could have got back here faster. Yeah, you could have got back here faster. Like, why? Why are you in the cocaine? I don't know. But... <laughs> But it was, that was fucking Amsterdam. Yeah. It was so much fun. Sounds like it. Yeah. It was such a blast. And, you know, the whole time I was like, man, I never said anything to him. Like, yeah, I wish my friends had been with us. But in all of this, my husband says to me, you know, I think next time you just need to bring all your friends and I think you'd have even a better time. And I'm like, you know, I would have a better time seeing all of them enjoy themselves because I kept thinking, God, John would love to come down here and fuck some of these hookers with his girlfriend. The Griswolds would love it. The Griswolds would love it. And I thought of Ellen Griswold when I saw this hooker one night dressed up as a fucking teacher with her little bifocals reading her book and had her little black pasties on and her mesh outfit, sexy as fuck with her black heels sitting on a desk. You know, and it's it's just a glass, see-through glass door, and you could just see. And I was like, "Oh, Ellen would just love to fuck her." <laughs> Meanwhile, my husband and I were just like, "Look at that black girl," and I said, "Oh, fuck yeah, we're fucking that black girl." So <laughs> next time around, we're gonna do a fun three-way. But okay. yes, Good. okay, yeah. <laughs> So, yay for the Dutch. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Was that great? Yeah, I do need to go with you next time for sure. You do. You really do. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. That was fun. That was a fun trip. <laughs> it was a fun trip. I had trip. a great time. <laughs> it was a great time. All right. Well, until yes. next time, make all of your three-way with a black girl fantasies in Amsterdam become reality. <laughs> <laughs>